The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are continuing. We're going three nights running. We've got the hat-trick up. We're continuing to churn out this post-season content. Um, Joining us tonight, as ever, uh, Munaf Manji. Uh, from Houston, Texas. Uh, good evening, Munaf. How are you? I'm smiling from ear to ear after last night's results. Um, I think we did a great job of handicapping it, Malcolm, but we'll get into that when we recap the game. But um, yeah, excited about what happened last night with the Red Sox victory and can't wait to get into these American League Divisional Series. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, you, you've you earned your little flex, Munaf. You've had it, you've had it rough the last couple <laughs> of months. For one week. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for one week, maybe. Uh, but we also have an extra special guest tonight uh, from the officially unofficial podcast, uh, baseball podcast. It is Johnny Junta. Um, I had to get some pronunciation advice uh, on Johnny's name. But Johnny, how are you? I'll be honest with you, man. I'm a little bit on the depressed side, especially after watching last night's game. And I'm going to be completely unbiased. The Jays beat both those teams. And we can all, we can all be, we can be humble here. You could try to, you could be a homer on the Red Sox side. The Jays beat both those teams handily. The Jays are the best offensive baseball, but I'm going to let it slide. We're in, we're on the golf course right now. We haven't done shit. <laughs> but we could all we could be a little bit we could be a little bit humble here and unbiased. The Jays beat both those teams. I'm a little bit depressed. No, we're so anybody about- left wondering? Uh, Johnny's a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Everyone, <laughs> uh, just just establishing that. Um, we'll we'll start there, Johnny. We'll give it. We'll get. We'll get, you can have thirty seconds of a platform then. Um, why did the Jays just not quite make it to the finish line then? It's well, it, it all starts with the bullpen. I mean, when you have one of the worst pitchers that ever stepped foot on a clay mound in baseball history, Tyler <laughs> Chatwood, and you have Brad Hand, who should be locked up in prison for 25 to life or even getting paid millions of dollars. When you have both those guys pitching almost every single day out of the bullpen and blowing games, when the Jays have a plus 163 run differential, they had no business not being in the playoffs. It all comes down to the bullpen. It all comes down to all those screw-ups. I think the Jays blew 23-plus games out of the – it's just an absurd number. I don't even know what it is. It was tough to watch, but somehow, some way, 90 to 91 wins, I'll take it, but it all comes down to the bullpen. It really does. Oh, Johnny's a lot more agitated than I expected. I'm, uh, I'm here for this. Um, we've said a couple of times this year on the show, Johnny, that this uh, the Blue Jays lineup 
could pretty much be unchanged for a number of years. They could they could name the same starting eight uh, for the next six or seven seasons. Really? No, you're right. I mean, it's that. And, I mean, starting pitching really clicked. You got guys like Steven Matz who got – I mean, his ERA was nine last year. It was nine times his body weight. And now he's all of a sudden a Cy Young guy. I mean, or in my, I mean, his second half, he had like a 280 ERA in the second half. Just incredible stuff, man. So – it's I'm I, like I told you, man, I'm on the heartbreaking side. I don't know if I'm going to see a team like this in Toronto for a while. I know everyone says the guys are young, but Simeon's not going to be back. Robbie Ray's not going to be back. This is a it was a massive opportunity not capitalized on. So I, it's definitely I mean, I'm a little bit I, I'll be honest with you. I cried. I was a little bit emotional when the Jays didn't make it. Oh dear. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, bring any flashbacks there for you, Johnny. Um, we got some happy end news. Come on then, Moon off. Um Last night, Yankees Red well, Sox. Well, hold um, on, Malcolm. Go on, we, we just talked about the Blue Jays, and you're not going to give him the, the, the good news about your, your ticket that you cashed? Come on, give him some hope. Oh, well, oh yeah. I'd see, it's all about me, Moonoff. Uh, I did, John, have uh, Robbie Ray Strikeout King uh, 25 to 1, a little bit preseason. Yeah, you- I know. How, you got what was it? So actually, funny story. My buddy Danny, he bet Robbie Ray to win the Cy Young fifty to one. He got oh, uh, twenty bucks on it to win a thousand. It's just a crazy bet. I don't know if it's gonna hit. I'm assuming now with the way Garrett Cole pitched yesterday, but it will. Yeah, I, he's gonna get it. But what a what a pull from you is. Did you just look into the stats that he was like at some point leading the league in the last five years of strikeouts? I believed the um, the spring training bingo when. They always say this person's coming in the best shape of their life. This person is doing this. And it was Robbie Ray's working on his command. Well, that's not news because they've said it all the time. But for some reason, I took that story and I took the numbers. And yeah, it was only a fiver. You see, I'm not retiring. I'm not rolling around on a bed of money like Scrooge McDuck. But it's nice if you get a little 25 to 1 hit. Um, it's it's nice to do it. So yeah, um I was expecting good things and maybe not as well as he's pitched. Um, but yeah, he's been absolutely outstanding. And uh, we're big fans of his very tight pants as well, Moon off on this show. They get a, <laughs> they get a regular mention. Um, yeah, we had to flex a little bit about Robbie Ray. We got a little lucky, Malcolm, because we know we were watching if Zach Wheeler was going to start on Sunday or not for the That Phillies. was the sweat, yeah. yeah luckily uh, Zach Wheeler us. was slated to pitch on Sunday and only needed uh, two Thanks strikeouts too. to yeah. overtake him. And then all of a sudden the Phillies pulled him on the uh, Sunday morning. And I was one of life's winners ever so briefly. Um, as were you, Moon, off last night with the Red Sox. Um, did you watch in the house? We were having a little jump up and down. How was it going? Yeah, I was actually, you know, I was working on some things for the website. So I was sitting right where I'm sitting in a, a TV screen. You know, <laughs> I play tennis with my eyeballs. You know that. Yep. Um, but yeah, my eyes were glued to this game. And Malcolm, I think we nailed the handicap on this game. And we said that whichever pitcher kind of settles in within those first couple innings is going to give the team the best chance to win this game. And I think that was obviously Nathan Avaldi last night. Garrett Cole, we talked about in the month of September, a rough, rough September, whether it was post-COVID stuff, whether it was a sticky stuff, whatever the case might be, he was trending in the wrong direction, right? He got tagged early in the first inning, two-run home run by Alexander Bogarts. Um, Kyle Schwarber added another one in the third inning before getting pulled with runners on first and second in that third inning. I think the big key in this game was the Yankees pitching gave up seven walks in this game to zero of the Red Sox uh, between Nathan Navaldi and their bullpen. And we also said that somebody outside of Aaron Judge and Stanton was going to have to step up and help, and no one did that. Yes, Anthony Rizzo had the solo home run, 
but Stain accounted for three of the six hits last night. Unfortunately, only one of them, or fortunately, I can say one of them left the ballpark where the game was pretty much decided. But the other two, I think that they were screamers off of his bat within his first two at-bats. And unfortunately for him, they'd only produced one RBI. So, um, you know, Red Sox, I think, got to give a lot of credit to Alex Cord, the way he managed the game, uh, putting in the right guys in the bullpen situations, and then the stars for the uh, Red Sox Bogarts. And I think we got to give credit to Devers for the way he was able to get on base and, and uh, work the counts and, and, and get those walks that he did. So now they're on to the Rays, but I think a fantastic job by the Red Sox last night. Yeah, there was a, there was a few uh, amusing things. I I enjoyed Stanton's uh, three hundred and forty five foot one hundred mile an hour single. Uh, <laughs> that made me laugh quite a lot. Um, and yeah, and that, yeah, we, but we did we we got our handicap right. We got our picks right. Um, the the main pick, which was the Red Sox phase five. Uh, money line hitting yeah. and then my little fluffy pick um, starting to hit a home run which cashes uh, without consequence in the ninth inning uh, that was a little fist bump as well so we did okay there uh, Johnny what was your experience of last night um, did you have any bets did you have any leans did you enjoy the game uh, I, I was leaning Yankees I'll be honest because I can't forgive the Red Sox for what they did to me on the weekend against the Nationals it was more of a pity bet uh, I should have went with the Yankees. I should have went with the Red Sox. And this, here's my thing. And I told, I said I was going to go on a rant here. What is Garrett Cole's deal? And the people are saying he's injured. And all, all these Yankees fans that I follow, the guys that do the Bronx pinstripes, um, great dudes, Andrew, Scott, all those guys, they were saying that I can't wait to hear about Garrett Cole's injury. The dude's not injured. They eliminated yeah. sticky talk from his arsenal. He can't use it anymore. He's not injured. He, he doesn't have sticky talk anymore. That's his thing. There's no injury, guys. He can't use sticky talk, so his stuff isn't as good. I saw it in Toronto when he was here on, I believe it was last Wednesday. I saw it live. The guy can't locate his fastball. He's giving it up and in. He throws a low and outside fastball to Bobochet. Bobochet matches it. The guy, the hitters, and the hitters know that he's not using that. He doesn't have that advantage anymore, so they're not scared to attack his pitches. That's what's happening now. And you saw it last night. The Red Sox were not a scared. They weren't scared of him. They were. They were. They were taking his breaking balls. They were mashing his middle and fastballs, high and in fastballs, and that's the consequence you get. Garrett Cole's not injured. Am I wrong on that? He's just not using the sticky stuff anymore. I think we were harping no, the- on that on that all season post after the sticky stuff. That I think. Malcolm was was the one that pointed this out. Malcolm, you want to get into that about Garrett Cole because you've been fading him in, in the picks that we've been making. Yeah, well, there was a couple of sides that it was it tended to be more value to fade him uh, than to back him. But yeah, we got onto this train in round about May time um, and it made a big difference. I do think maybe COVID, uh, there was a bit of longer lasting effects. But um, the Red Sox certainly weren't intimidated. That was one of the big things that where when we handicapped the game on Monday. You're right, Johnny, they weren't intimidated. Yeah, you saw Rafael Devers went up there and he swung out of his boots on those first two fastballs uh, that Cole threw him. And then he went to the sliding stuff Endeavors calmly took the took the walk, which led to the two run homer. Uh, so the, obviously there was de- there was definite plan in place, uh, but they weren't remotely intimidated by him at all. Correct. No, you're right on that. And uh, credit to your Red Sox, man. I mean, they've been mashing Garrett Cole all yeah. year. Is that correct? I think he's given up. Is it seven home runs or nine he's given up this year against them in, in a short period of time? I don't know what it, what the exact numbers are, but my God, when the Red Sox are facing Garrett Cole, I don't know why I was leaning Yankees. They're playing at home in front of those psychopath fans. It just <laughs> it was such it was such a dumb play. And another thing that also why I didn't even think about this. 
the Yankees chose to play in Fenway over the Rogers. And I don't know if you saw that article about the, uh, if there's a four-way tie, the Yankee, the mm-hmm. Yankees elected to play Fenway. Yeah. But, that just adds another chip to the shoulder for the Red Sox saying, oh, these guys want to play here now. Let's let's take it to him. So I should have definitely thought about that. Credit to the Red Sox. Garrett Cole's a fraud. He's who we thought he was. I tweeted last night. And the, and Avaldi looked what, what the Yankees fans expected Garrett Cole to look like. I mean, holy shit. He's attacking hitters. He was up to 99-100, which is, I mean, this guy's a freak of nature. Very underrated pitcher, by the way. Yeah. So, and it was and Chris Sale wasn't available, so Evaldi put his balls on the table and said, I'm going to be that ace tonight. So, Evaldi was impressive, man. Very impressive. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'll tell you what impressed me as well. Was that decision to pull him after 71 pitches? Because that's, he's, he's pitched two-thirds of the game. That's not a very deep pitch count for Ivaldi. Uh, and for the manager to be confident in, because we weren't confident in the Red Sox bullpen, no. <laughs> uh, but the manager could easily have left Ivaldi out there to rule in maybe uh, in 10 pitches time it was a different game. But he actually made a bold decision uh, and, the, and the players backed up that bold decision really enough. Uh, when they went to the pen, were you a bit twitchy? Uh, at the time, I thought knowing who was coming up next, which was Stanton, um, Stanton, I, I think that any pitcher that was out there uh, last night for the uh, Red Sox, Stanton was going to hit the ball hard regardless of who was out there. Um, and on the very next play, uh, when Stanton was up, was pretty much the play of the game. Um, he, he got the he, – it looked like another home run that was going to go over the monster there, but it bounced off. You got – I think this was the play of the game. Pretty much what decided is that Kike Hernandez made a great backup play um, to, to the left fielder, he got the ball into Bogarts. Bogarts fired it home, and they were able to tag out Aaron Judge. Now, I, I think that may have been a mistake by the uh, third baseman, uh, the third base coach for the Yankees, Phil Nevin. He should have probably held Aaron Judge and had first and third. But then the next batter up was Joey Gallo, who has the most strikeouts uh, among the entire uh, MLB. So, not sure what I came about there, but um, yeah, I. I, I was a little nervous when the bullpen came in. I said, like, so, let's just say they get out of the sixth inning. I think they're going to be fine. I did know that they needed to put up another couple runs, which they did in the seventh and eighth innings. And after that, it was it was pretty much uh, pretty much it. And I think that um, again, got to give a lot of credit to Alex Cora the way he managed the bullpen and, and getting the guys in the right situations. Yep. Yeah. Talking about Joey Gallo, actually, Scott Reichel that we had on last night gave out that pick of uh, under. Yeah. Under half a hit for Joey Gallo as well, which is another excellent pick. So, yeah, we've pretty much crushed all of that. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do tonight for the next half an hour or so uh, while we've got Johnny on then. Uh, we're going to have a little look at the Rays and the Red Sox game. Quite took it a handicap because we haven't got a, a Red Sox uh, starting pitcher yet for the ALDS uh, game one. Uh, we are then going to have a look at the White Sox-Astros game. Uh, and then we'll get Johnny to take us to any uh, any other postseason bets, any World Series predictions that he might have. Um, so, starting off, Red Sox v Rays, which is, I believe, Friday night. Is that right? I believe it's tomorrow. Let me double check. What day here. we are now? You see, I'm already Today's I'm, I'm what, postseason Wednesday. drunk already. Yeah, uh, they're going tomorrow. Yeah, be okay. The night game. So, uh, Red Sox Rays, of the series price, we've got the Red Sox at plus 140 and the Rays at minus 165. Um, game one, uh, got the Red Sox at plus 155 and the Rays at minus 180. And like I said, a uh, pitching matchup of undecided for Boston and Shane McClanahan uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Moonaf, do you want to talk us through Shane McClanahan? And then we'll get... Uh, 
we'll get Johnny's opinion on how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll just quickly go through the numbers for McClanahan. Uh, this season, 10 and 6, pretty good season. 10 and 6, 3.43 ERA. The whip is a little high, 1.27, but at home this season, 7 and 3, 3.5 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 21 walks. Uh, opponent batting average is a little high at 261, but he does have three appearances against the Red Sox this season. He's one and one in those uh, three games, 16 innings pitch, 15 hits allowed. Five earned runs given up, 18 strikeouts to five walks. And then quickly through the three games that he did face uh, the Red Sox in, which was August 1st, six innings, gave up one earned run. The Rays won that game three to two. And then the next two games, which were in September and back-to-back weeks, both of those games, he went uh, five innings each. Um, September 2nd, he gave up eight hits, four earned runs. The Red Sox blanked the Rays in that game for nothing. And then the September 8th, like I said, five innings, three hits allowed, a better outing there, didn't allow any runs, um, three strikeouts, one walk, and the Red Sox did go on to beat that bullpen two to one. Season series, the Rays did beat the Red Sox in 19 games. They won 11 of the 19 games. So um, this is going to be a very, very tall order for the Red Sox to try to go in and, and beat this Rays team because, again, Malcolm, we've talked about year in and year out, Nobody always nobody wants to pick this race team. And here they are, a hundred game winner on the season and winning the AL East. Uh Johnny, do you have a do you have a lean towards who might pitch for Boston? And uh on the back of that, how can you see this game going? What's your opinion of the race? To be I think I like I said, I I'm assuming Chris Sale's gonna go game two, which is I believe on Friday or Saturday, because he's gonna be on four or five days rest. Yeah. I would just keep I honestly for game one. I, I don't know if it's Rodriguez. Is that, is that correct? Is, is it- I haven't seen who they've decided yet, but I know on Sunday when it was the last game, um, Alex Cora emptied out the clip and he had his starters in there also to make sure to get that victory. Let me quickly pull up that box score. Yeah, he had Chris Sell started the game. He got shelled early, so he got pulled after two innings. Um Rodriguez only went eight, almost eight pitches. So I'm assuming it should probably be either uh, Rodriguez or Pavetta? I think it's raw. I think I'm assuming it's either Rodriguez or Pavetta, Chris Sale, and then Nivaldi again. Yeah. I, if, if I'm correct on that. But the thing is, with, with that series, man, it's like you got two teams that are so familiar with each other that legitimately anything could happen. But I'm leaning Rays, obviously, in square bet. They're minus 200 right now. So it's just kind of a square play. But the reason why is is that pitching, man. I mean, Shane McClanahan's a lefty throwing like 99, 100, disgusting, breaking, disgusting stuff. And then the next game, you have, my opinion, the, the, at the time was the best pitching prospect in baseball, even though he big leagued our podcast, Shane Boz. Shane Boz <laughs> is a freak of nature. I believe he's 2-0 and with a sub-2 ERA right now in the major leagues. And obviously, he's made a couple appearances, but you can't. You can't discount that Rays lineup, man. You got Nelson Cruz, who's doing what he does. You got Randy Rosarina, who, for some reason, I, before before I go off top, I'm going to go off top. Like, why is he considered a rookie? The guy's like 40 years old. Like, why <laughs> why why is he why is he in the rookie of the year race? I mean, what the what are we doing here? It's crazy to me. But like I said, man, the Rays are insane. Uh, credit to the Red Sox for winning. Maybe that momentum will help them out. Maybe they steal one, but. I, I I just I'd be feel like an idiot if I didn't go Rays in four in this series, right? I mean the Rays yeah. lineup's insane. That pitching rotation, that bullpen is crazy. It just I I gotta lean the Rays for sure. Yeah, we've had to uh, we've had to issue apologies. Oh, sorry, I did personally a couple of weeks ago for just doing that lazy thing of undervaluing the Rays pretty much all of the season. Um, just not expecting them to be 
to be as good as they have been and uh, expecting some of the, the bigger name teams to come and beat them when there's just no reason to. The Rays are so good at what they do. Um, they, 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 they can set out lineups particularly to, to a pitcher. And they, the fact that they're going with, if you'd said at the start of the season, there's no way you would have named maybe McClanahan and Baz uh, as the top two starters, uh, SP1 and an SP2. Um it's, it's, it is going to be difficult. I know what you mean about tipping up a minus 200 player. So there'll be other there'll be other opportunities in there, uh, I think, to make some picks at a slightly bigger prices. Um, but I do think that the Rays are going to have too much for Boston. Moonafiv, can you uh, can you make a case for Boston? I really can. I mean, I think what Johnny says is that maybe they have that momentum going in from the Yankees uh, win over maybe getting game one here. But... Again, we talked about the race pitching here. I think top to bottom from starters to the bullpen, it's it, it was the best in the American League uh, for a reason, right? And then also, as great as over the years the the pitching has been for the Rays, I think they did a fantastic job of bringing in bats this season uh, also, right? You brought up Wander Franco, uh, who's, I think, on an incredible on-base streak. Nelson Cruz, um, I don't need to get into him. This guy can be a home run threat every time he comes up to the plate. But you also take a look at, they had four guys on this team that had 20 or more home runs, right? Brendan Lowe, 39, uh, Mike Zanuno, 33, Austin Meadows, 27, Randy Rosarena, who was raking last year in the playoffs. And now you add Wander Franco, also Nelson Cruz. So this team, I mean, they don't have the big glamorous names like the Red Sox and the Yankees do, but who cares? These guys can hit for average. They can hit for power. It's going to be a very, very tall task for the Red Sox to get in there. And I agree with Johnny. I think this will be probably be raising four. I think the only victory that the Red Sox probably do get is the start by Chris Sale, just because it is Chris Sale, their best pitcher. Um, but other than that, I think it's, it's going to take a team effort for the Red Sox to to maybe get this to five or even win the series. But I I think that race will definitely advance to the championship series. We And we haven't even mentioned Austin Meadows. We I mean, yet. Austin Meadows is just an absolute... RBIs. He's a freak of nature too, man. I mean, <laughs> you look at that top to bottom lineup, Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow isn't even in the rotation and their rotation has a substantially low ERA. The yeah. only guy where I could see the Red Sox or the Red Sox stealing a series is, is if Ryan Yarbrough pitches. This guy has been absolutely horrific for the Tampa Bay Rays. His ERA is in the fours, I believe now. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Rays are going to give him a shot to pitch, but it in that scenario in which they do maybe he comes out of the pan, anything like that. I could see the Red Sox jumping on him. But other than that, man, I mean, like I said, we'll see the Shane Boz show. Like I said, he's, I mean, he's borderline dead to me because he big league the podcast, but he, he, you got to tip your cap to that guy. That kid's an absolute freak. And so is Shane McClanahan, man. So I, it's going to be a tough series. Yeah, I think you're right about Yarbrough being the possible weak spot. He just kind of got found out a little bit. And I'm not even sure it was his fault because he did so well in, um, I think he surprised people because he was, uh, a piggyback starter and he took the kind of the league by surprise and maybe got a bit of a soft run last season um, or sorry the, in the full season the year before um, but yeah has been kind of found out a little bit now he's got a more traditional starters role uh, but apart from that I mean we're talking we're splitting hairs here when we're trying to find chinks in the armour uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays um, if you're ready to win money on that 3-1 uh, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Racing for and boost your odds. Win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards on your favorite teams, players, and sports. Great promos, odds, and payouts. They have what you need to win 
sign up today and receive a risk-free $1,000. That is $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download Bet and Win. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. Um, the next game that we're going to handicap, again, this is a bit of a struggle without a, uh, without a definite starting pitcher for one of the teams. It's the White Sox and the Astros. They announced um, uh, we... Lance Lynn, Malcolm. I just saw it. Definitely Lance Lynn? Yeah, it's listed now. Okay, when did that happen? Because I spoke to you about 20 was, minutes ago. Yeah, literally just right when we got on. The 20 minutes ago when I told you it was definitely going to be Lucas Giolito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right there. <laughs> so we've got the White Sox at plus 10. We've got the Astros at minus 130 for the series. Uh, game one is the White Sox at plus 125. The Astros at minus 145. The over and under is on eight. Uh, and the pitching matchup is Lance Lynn against Lance McCullers Jr. It's a Lance-off. Uh, Moonaf, give us the numbers and then... Johnny can tell us exactly what's going to happen and how. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Lance McCullers for the uh, Astros here. Uh, Pretty great season for him uh, in a bounce back year. Uh, 13-5, and a 3.16 ERA, a 1.22 whip at home in Minute Maid Park this season. Um, 6-3, 3.51 ERA, 96 strikeouts, 40 walks, opponent batting average of uh, uh, 208. Against the White Sox this season, he's been really good. Uh, two appearances, 2-0 and in the situation, uh, 2.08 ERA. He did, like I said, face them twice. June 20th, six innings pitched, two hits allowed, two earned runs, four strikeouts, four walks. Astros won that game 8-2. to And then he faced them again in July on the 16th, seven innings pitched, two hits allowed, one earned run, 10 strikeouts, two walks. Astros won that game 7-1. to um, as for Lance Lynn, uh, I did have some notes here. He did face the Astros in one appearance this season. He did get shelled uh, four innings, uh, pitch eight hits, six earned runs, and the Astros were hitting 400 against him uh, in that one game. But again, it's a small sample size. We're in the postseason now, but um, you know th- those are the numbers for the both of the Lance. Uh, Lance is going off in game one. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. The thing, my thing is, and I could be wrong on this. I, I didn't get to watch this, these two teams a lot. Is why are the Astros flying under the radar? You know, I just I, I yeah. don't feel like they're they're that. I guess you could say talked about as much as they used to be. I mean, these guys are still uh, uh, putting the cheating scandals aside, man. You still got Bregman. You still got Correa. You still got Altuve. You still got Michael Brantley. You still. Got, I mean, it just they weren't talked about enough, and the White Sox were talked about enough. For for some reason that, in my opinion, wasn't warranted. I'm not really that sold in the Chicago White Sox. I don't know about you guys, but I think the Houston Astros, as a team with that bullpen, I guess you know the White Sox are really good bullpen too. But I think this is just lopsided here that the Astros are going to win this series. I have the Astros winning this in four. I love that Astros lineup and that White Sox. They kind of came into the playoff. They kind of came into the playoffs limping into the playoffs. They they yeah. didn't do great in the end. Like that last stretch, they did not do that well, man. I don't know what the exact record is. I'm not that sold on the Chicago White Sox. I might get old takes exposed for this, but I think the Astros are a substantially better baseball team that has way more, um, way more experience in the playoffs, and that core is still there. That World Series core is still there. Yes, George Springer's gone. Yes, Justin Verlander's injured, but you still caught that lineup that's so hard to face, especially at Minute Maid Park. You see it. 
I mean, you, you're, you're probably, I'm assuming you're pretty close to Houston. Yeah. So you see how crazy that stadium gets. You see it on TV. It's a very hard park to play in. And the White Sox, that division is absolutely embarrassed. Like the teams they were playing are, were terrible. It's like, I don't know, man. I, I think this is going to be white uh, Astros and E's. I, I, I'm, I love this Astros lineup. I really do. That was one of the things for me um, is that the White Sox haven't had to be that competitive for quite a long time. They were yes. they were long odds on to win this division back in June or July. Now, Houston have actually struggled to put Oakland away. Me, me and Moon have had tickets on uh, Houston all season, plus money tickets. And then just when they looked like they were going to run away with it, they actually kept it, or Oakland kept it competitive. I think maybe Houston uh, kept themselves competitive by, by not actually being that good but um, the White Sox on the other hand they've been kind of off my radar because we haven't needed to watch them they've been the, the like you say that division's been miles behind they've been 10-12 games in front for months and months and months so I think Houston might just be a little bit sharper a bit more of a competitive edge and like you say they do I mean that is a genuine lineup. They, when that lineup card comes out tomorrow uh, that will be a genuinely uh, top class lineup um, that the White Sox will be will be pitching. Uh, Lance Lynn Moonaf, he's a he's a not a flame throwing starter. He's more of a. We just talked about Ryan Yarbrough, maybe a bit of an unfair comp. Um, but Lance Lynn doesn't get strikeouts. He doesn't. Uh, he's not a flame thrower. Um, ground balls and double plays, and he's kind of a bits and pieces pitcher. Yeah. Um, does that suit sort of? Playoff baseball is that something Houston can get to maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, the uh, what Johnny said, he hit the nail on the head about the White Sox and their division. I mean, you take a look at the other four teams, right? Indians, Tigers, Royals, Twins. None of those other four teams ended up with a winning record in that division, um, and the White Sox just dominated at home. None of those five teams on the division had a winning record on the road either. Forty and forty-one for the White Sox and the uh, and the Indians and. I agree with everything Johnny said. I mean, I'm not trying to just because I'm in Houston, I'm not trying to be that homer. You know, I also do follow the Astros uh, uh, very, very closely, just like the Red Sox. But um, they 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 still have that chip on their shoulder about the whole scandal thing. Right. Malcolm, we've talked about extent that every single team cheats. We know this. Every single team yes. does it. And that. Astros were made the scapegoats of the entire MLB. And I think that's still, you know, that 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 chip is still on their shoulder. This batting lineup, the names that Johnny mentioned between Altuve, Brantley, Alvarez, uh, Bregman, Correa, um, even Gurriel. Kyle, yeah, Gurriel, the AL batting uh, title winner. Let's not forget about the breakout year Kyle Tucker's had. So one through seven, this is going to be a very, very difficult lineup to get through for the White Sox pitchers. And like everything Johnny said, that this kind of this rotation for the for the White Sox kind of limped where limped their way through to the end of the season. It almost seems like they're exhausted, right? Because we were hearing about what Carlos Rodon, that he's coming off the IL. He had, I think, a bullpen session yesterday. He's the only pitcher that's done decently against the Astros. Um, I also read an article on the, uh, on the four-letter network saying that if he does pitch in the series, it's only going to be one time. So I think be just because the pitching was so great for the White Sox, it might just be a weakness because they're going up against this Astros lineup. I think it's going to be very, very tall order. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Astros get this, gum in, to get this done in uh, three games. But also we got to remember, this is the first competitive playoff series for the White Sox in 12 years. I think this is the second year since they won that title in 2005. 
Last year, they did get into the wild card against the Oakland A's, but it's not an actual actual playoff series. So I think the moment going coming into Houston at Minute Maid Park, like Johnny said, with those rowdy fans, I think the moment might be too big for a team that's very, very inexperienced. And and we're not even talking – I mean, that rotation, one guy in that rotation who I'm very, very high on is Valdez in the Houston yeah. Astros. I mean, we're talking 3-1-4 ERA, 11-6, and 134 innings. This guy's not a scrub. No. I mean, and then you got Zach Ranke, who has tons of experience, World Series champion. I just think, man, and I genuinely do think that the Red Sox beat the White Sox with ease in a series as well. I really do think that. And I, I might get roasted for that, but I, I genuinely think that – the, the Red Sox got a terrible draw, obviously having to face the Rays because they had mm-hmm. to face the best team. I seriously, genuinely do think the Red Sox are more deserving to make it to the championship series than the Chicago White Sox team. I really do. A lot of injuries. They limped into the playoffs. It's This Astros team, is. I'm sold on it. I, I'm ready to see this Astros team just absolutely screw say screw it to the haters and just go off, man. I mean, Carlos Correa is unbelievable. Bregman's unbelievable. Altuve's unbelievable. You can chirp them all you want for the cheating. Everyone does it, like you said. This team is unbelievable, very well-rounded. This bullpen's very good. I'm sold on the Astros. I'm very high on them. I would probably put them up there with the Rays on just well-rounded baseball teams in baseball. When, when you drag up uh, teams' batting averages and you go through a lot of this season, um, there'll be a lot of 230s and 240s kicking around. You go down the batting averages of these Houston Astros and you've got Eli Gurriel at 319, Brantley at 311. Uh, Kyle took a 294. Even down all the two, the two seventies, Correa, Altuve, Alvarez, and Bregman are all in the two seventies. I mean, that's pretty much an entire lineup, but in two seventy plus. I mean, if if you compare that to someone like the Cards, for example, that we're going tonight, this will be full of two uh, thirties and two forties. Um, and the other thing, the the White Sox pitching rotation, just as as good handicapping and teams on the eye test. Um, Lucas Giolito is just seems like the least person you want to trust um, yes. in a in a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Cease, I really like Dylan Cease, but man, can he throw a stinker in every now and again? Absolutely prone to throwing in the odd stinker. And then, like you say, there's question marks about about Road Don. Um, the bullpen's done okay. Don't mind Liam Hendricks, um, Michael Kopech, people like that. But yeah, there's a, a strong feeling, and I would I'm going to co-sign everything that you two have said. Kendall Graveman. Um, Kendall Graveman, too. And yeah. Kendall yeah. Graveman, 177 ERA. 177 out of the bullpen. This guy comes in the game, it's immediately a shutdown. And from a handicapping standpoint, I might just be taking the Houston Astros team totals because I don't think the money line is going to be juicy enough in this series. You're going to be having team totals in the four and a half, five and a half range, I believe. I could yeah. be wrong on that. I'd rather, I'd be more trustworthy on that just based off, like you said, with the averages, all that kind of stuff, then taking a, a minus 160, minus 180 home favorite in the Houston Astros. I think there's good value in those team totals. All right. Okay. So we get to some official players then for this series, Johnny. Um, if it did, is there anything you jotted down that you wanted to put out as locked in stone or or is it things like the, the Houston team totals that you'll be in two game by game? I'm going to be taking the Houston team totals, uh, definitely for sure. And when Javier is pitching, uh, or is yeah, when Javier is pitching, I'm going to take the White Sox team total under. This guy is a freak of nature. I've watched, I've watched him pitch a couple of times. I've bet on the Astros when he's pitched. And this guy is close, borderline unhittable. I don't know who's go- who's going game one for the Astros. Do you guys know? Uh, McCullers. McCullers. Yeah, okay. 
Coles then Valdez game two, I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Val, yeah, Valdez is all. Yeah. So all the. I mean, I'm I'm gonna probably go with the Astros in four. I think that the White Sox lineup sooner and later is gonna be able to sneak a game out of there. Maybe they take it in three, but I'm seeing on the Astros in to win in four is plus one fifty. I could be wrong on that total, but I, I believe that's what it is is one fifty. And I just I, I just think this is just unmatched, and you can get very good value on that team total over for the Houston Astros, especially especially when Giolito's pitching. Excellent. So there you go. Uh, there's Johnny Lean Moonaf. Um, we've started okay. Um, we were confident on Monday. We said we were going to uh, roast these playoffs. Uh, what did you pick out for us from this game? Yeah, let, let's just go with game one with the Astros for all the reasons that we just mentioned. I mean, um, do we really trust Lance Lynn, who struggled against the uh, Astros and going up against a very, very stacked uh, lineup that we talked about? I don't think the uh, the White Sox will be ready for this. Look, um, the first this is the first playoff series, meaningful playoff series, like I said, in 12 years for the White Sox. And for all the reasons that we mentioned that they're coming into Minnesota Park, it's going to be a very, very rowdy crowd. I've been in that I've been to a couple of playoff games uh, when the Astros are making the World Series run. You can't hear yourself. You can't hear the person next to you. Um, we talked about how good the Reds, oh, sorry, the Astros have been at home um, and they've had success against the White Sox in two, uh, sorry, uh, Lance McCullers has had two great starts against the White Sox. Like I said, 13 inning pitch, he's only allowed four hits and three earned runs against them. So uh, I like the Astros to take care of business in game one. You can get this money line at around minus 145. Um, and for all the reasons, like I mentioned, now I'm also going to take the Astros to win this series. I'm seeing a minus 130 for them to win the series. So wow. I feel like that's a discounted price. I think that the Astros are, they have that chip on their shoulder. They want to go out and win it. This is probably going to be the last season with Carlos Correa as a member of the Astros. So I think that this kind of kind of galvanized them. He's been their leader. Um, with the whole scandal that came out with the Dodgers and them going back and forth, he was a vocal guy. So I think that they're going to take on this villain role, go out and take care of business, and hopefully we see him in the World Series. And I have one oh. more play for tomorrow for the people. And I yeah. listen, and this is I'm this is a degenerate bet that I love to get involved in. Yes, run first inning in tomorrow's game. I mean, I don't know if you guys like the year fear, the nerfy, what I call shout out to my guy TB, but I think tomorrow, especially in that atmosphere with Lance Lynn on the mound and God knows, I mean, the top of that White Sox lineup is deadly as well. So there's probably some good value in taking yes run first inning. Uh, I, I love the no run first innings, but in this game tomorrow, especially in the playoffs, you saw yesterday with uh, um, uh, Garrett Cole, he gave up a run in the first inning, two runs in the first inning, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. So there's definitely some good value in the yes run first innings in the playoffs, just like my guy TB tells me. I mean, I, I love the play now that I even think about it. Excellent. All good info. So, yeah, we're all over the Astros. I've, my, I picked one out um, from this game, yes. And, and again, it's it's a, it's an Astros lean. And it is the race to four runs, uh, Houston, at plus 130. Now, we've got an over-under of eight on the game. Um, so that, that fits in. And we, we're leaning towards the Astros. So we're looking at the Astros maybe five to three, six to two, or even if it's going to be a bit skinnier, four to one. But I just thought rather than take a minus, a minus price, um, I would take a plus 130 and for the Houston Astros to get the four runs first. Um, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com. 
which is packed with fresh features. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Okay, before we go then, myself and Moonaf are going to be back regularly uh, through the pool season. So we're going to have more more shows and more picks before the weekend. Um, but while we've got Johnny here then, uh, further down the line, Johnny, for the rest of October, um, what are you on? Who are you rooting for? What do you fancy? Like I said, man, I, I've been speaking very highly of this team. Uh, you can get right now, you get the Astros to win the American League for plus 200. I mean, if you could get a plus sign beside the Astros for anything, you take it. Like this team with the experience they have, the pitching, the bullpen, you got Kendall Graven coming out of the bullpen. You got that very good core that's won World Series before, that's been to the World Series consecutive years. I'm very, very sold on this Houston Astros team. Plus 200. The Rays are the favorites right now, a plus 150 to win the American League. But I think the Astros give the Rays a run for their money, man. I mean, I don't know what the season series at exactly, but I'm putting, I love that plus 200 uh, number beside the Astros to win the American League. Excellent. Um, brilliant. Uh, before you go then, Johnny, tell us a little bit about the the podcast, where we can find you and uh, what we can expect from you. So, yeah, what I mean, what we do with the podcast is uh, we've we've been lucky enough to have a pretty good amount of big leaguers. We had Adam Frazier from the Padres on a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, yeah, we've had M- Joe Musgrove, Adam Frazier, uh, Tyler Glass. Now we've had all these guys. So um, what we do is, I mean, I'm not going to ask, like, uh, I don't ask stereotypical questions like spin rate, all that kind of shit. I just, the, what we do in this podcast is we like to show that these athletes are just normal people, that they have personalities, that they're funny dudes, like shit they do off the field, funny stories, stuff like that. It's efficient, official podcast. You can find it on all platforms, on YouTube, any of that stuff. You want to see my ugly face, talk to these athletes, you can go to the YouTube <laughs> Efficient official podcast, but yeah, just um, uh, we do it. We do things differently. I mean, we it, the swearing's a little bit up on the show, but that's what we do, man. We like to let it fly and just show off their personalities on the podcast. Excellent. I look forward to getting stuck into some of those. Your Twitter page, even just on my little desktop review earlier on your Twitter page, was making me giggle a lot, uh, which was a good <laughs> sign. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Johnny. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to speak to you at some point in the future as well, and we can do this again. Uh, Moon off before we crack on. Anything else that people need to know? No, I think uh, this was a lot of fun. We got into game ones of the American League uh, Divisional uh, divisional Series. Uh, it was a blast with Johnny. Definitely, we're going to get him back on as we progress through these uh, playoffs and into the Championship Series and eventually the World Series. But uh, like Malcolm said, for the MLB Gambling Podcast, we'll be grinding these out uh, throughout the weekdays because um, I know football is king over the weekends. But uh, we're going to be grinding away. We're going to be watching these games. So definitely looking forward to these uh, divisional games kicking off uh, starting tomorrow. Brilliant, yeah. Um, as usual, um, like and subscribe, rate, review, all those kind of things. Um, get over to the uh, SGPN website uh, where you'll get all your fantasy football stuff, your referees report, all the uh, all the the important stuff. The DFS flowchart, man, the best day of the week when the DFS flowchart come out. So yeah, content being churned out as per usual. Um, cheers, boys. Thank you very much, Johnny. I appreciate you being here. We'll speak to you next time. All right. Have a good one, fellas. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Loved, loved it. And uh, keep keep pushing. I mean, I see your guys' content. You guys are electric, so keep it going. Good man. Thank you very much, Johnny. Uh, cheers, Moonaf. I will speak to you yes, over sir. the next 24, 48 hours. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with your bets. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.